Are you a small business owner who is struggling? On today's episode, my guest shares how to become an expert in your industry by niching down in order to grow. So please stick around and enjoy the show. And welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm excited because we're going to be talking to Mr. Tom Bartholomew, who's going to be teaching us how to niche it down. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Tom. How you doing? Welcome to the show, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I've been looking forward to this since we first talked. I, you know what? We had some good energy, and I know you have a lot of great nuggets that you're going to share with everybody. But first, before we really dive into stuff, tell us a little bit of who you are and, and what you do, and we're going to dive a little bit more into your journey story here shortly. Okay, well, uh, like you said, my name is Tom Bartholomew, and I am a digital marketer for contractors. And that's my niche, and that's why we're going to be talking about niches today, because I've, I've honed it in. I started my company, well, I was in a corporate job for the last number of years, and at a Four Seasons Resort, I was a senior manager, and I had a whole bunch of, up to 100 employees, depending on the time of year, and I w- it was really stressful, trying to find employees all the time, and dealing with all that, and managers, and, and you know, corporate, I, I decided that it was time for me to get out of the corporate grind. It was a long time coming. And on last year, 2020, on March 8th, I resigned. March 9th, I started Bartholomew Media Group, a digital marketing agency. And on March 10th, they shut down the country. <laughs> right. I remember you sharing this story. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so it was very, it was very uh, scary on March 10th when that all happened. And I didn't know if even contractors were going to be out there working. I mean, there was just so much uncertainty that at the time I wasn't even in on contractors. I just didn't even know where I'd find customers at that time. I was just trying to be a digital marketer, help small businesses, I called it, right? Which is everybody considers themselves a small business nowadays, unless you're, you know, a billion dollar company. So so I really didn't have a niche, even though I said small business, it just wasn't, it, I just wasn't, I was having a hard time finding customers. I did find some, I found like a re- couple restaurants I worked with and and I worked with a dentist office, but I didn't understand those businesses. And that was kind of when I decided to find a niche. And I ended up in the construction industry. Right. And I know we're going to dive a little bit more into how you niched it down. But like when you started, I mean, you're, you're, from what I'm understanding this, you were just trying to get anybody. So is that a lot of the things that you find that a lot of small business do, are doing? We're just trying to find any client. Is that one of the biggest mistakes we can start with? Yeah. You know, a lot of times, and I even hear people when you talk about niching down, they go, well, I don't want to alienate anybody. I want it to, I'll take any customer I can get. Well, it, you know, then you're not an expert in anything either. You say your your niche is small business, but that's, you know, a lot of people, but you're missing out on a market segment that you can own and try to, instead of trying to compete with everyone that, you know, you find a market segment that you understand and then you can, you can really become the expert in that industry and it will really help you actually, you'll gain more business by doing that 
and and not alienate people because you will have a specialty. Right. So when you started to think about scaling it down, were you nervous about, I mean, because you said you're in the, in the construction. So, I mean, were you kind of like nervous about saying, oh, if I scale down, how am I going to find my, my, my clients? Is that really, well, I mean, I, I can only imagine what it's like. Yeah. Well, you would think that, but I had a different mindset. I thought if I have this construction niche, which we'll talk about my background in construction in a minute, but if I go into this construction niche, now I know who my customer is. I know where to find them in construction groups on Facebook, right? So now I, instead of just shooting in the dark and hopefully some business, small business will help me, you know, or become my customer, now I know who my customer is, so I know where to find them. So I started looking on LinkedIn, and there's a whole bunch of construction pages, groups on LinkedIn. Facebook, you know, is famous for groups, right? So I joined a ton of construction groups. And now all of a sudden, I had customers. I had people that, that went, oh, you work with carpenters, with construction people, skilled trade? Well, we want to work with you because we don't want a generalist. We want somebody that understands our industry. Right. So I I, I was talking to a friend. It's like basically you're – you. You get your clients because you know how to speak the language. Absolutely. You got to know their nomenclature, right? And if you work for all different types of industries and stuff, then you have to learn that. So instead of just having a project and knowing how to do, I, I build websites. That's my main thing. I do social media management and stuff as well. But when I build a website, instead of just knowing how to build that website, if you work for all different industries, now you have to learn that industry as well. So let's say I, when I worked for the restaurants, well, I had to kind of learn about the restaurant. I've never worked in restaurants. I know that I like to eat at restaurants, but I've never worked at a restaurant. So I had to learn that industry, learn their nomenclature, right? How they talk, how they advertise. And, and so instead of just building and doing what I was good at, I had to also learn about other industries. So by niching it down, now I don't have to learn about other industries. I'm already plugged into my niche. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm relating you because as you're saying, you're, as you, you know, you become an expert. It's like in that book, uh, Big Leap, it's like, you know, your area of excellence, you know, the lingo, you know how to talk to them. So you're not like trying to recreate the wheel and yet still try to grow your business. You already had momentum. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, and it, and it builds because now before I had I was starting to build up my website portfolio, my digital portfolio, and I would have this restaurant or in the dentist office. But then when I'd find a different customer, they go, well, have you built a website of our industry? And I couldn't show them that because I never have because I've never worked for that industry. Now I have a portfolio of construction and, and general contractor websites and remodelers. And they go, have you worked in our industry? I go, of course I have. Here's my portfolio. And they go, and then it just builds trust right away. Right, right. So I know we're we're like I said we're going to go into your um, journey story and and your future endeavors that you're doing right now. But really, what what are the three things that you think um, when people are building their website they're just missing? What what are some key things that as a website builder you you say you got to have? Yeah. So so three things are two of them are in the meta category so on kind of the back end of your website what a meta metadata we'll call it so you have a meta title and a meta description and both of those are 80 percent of the websites that i look at don't have those filled in properly even if they have them at all almost all of them have a title and what this does is when you do a google search 
and you see your listing and it's got the, the big letters at top, that's the title, right? And then underneath it, it gives a little description. Well, those are your, you can control those to an extent by filling in your meta title and your meta description. It's an, a search engine optimization technique. It's very simple. They call it on-page search engine optimization. And I see this them not filled in properly and a lot of websites are missing their meta description. So when you, like I said, when you do a search and you show up in Google or any search engine, that top line, the big blue letters, the link, that's your meta title. And then underneath it is your meta description. So if you don't have those filled in, then Google or who, whatever search engine just tries to guess what your website is about. But if you put it in there and you write it so that way it's not, you don't just write them for search engines. You don't want to keyword stuff it. You want to just, you want to have accurate descriptions. So that way people, you're trying to get people like you and me to click on it. So that's where you, so those two, the meta title and the meta descriptions. And the third thing are the H tags or the headings. So once you get into your website and you, and the big bold letters, that's a heading, right? A heading tag, H1. So you want to have your most important key phrase in the H1 tag. And then when you go down to your H2, now you don't want to do H1, 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 a whole bunch of H1 tags, right? You want to do right. one H1 and then your next key phrase and your H2. So the headings, so those are important. So your metas, tags, and your headings are probably three of the easiest things that you could do to increase your rankings on search engines. I love it. Thank you, Mr. Tom. And uh, this is where I want to take a moment. And Tom has already been dropping some nuggets. So if you're already picking them up, give us a thumbs up. Perhaps uh, hit that like button down there and we can follow up with some questions. But we're really going to dive into because I, I know Tom had to have some kind of hint that maybe the world might be shutting down on this whole thing. So what made it made you think this this was time to make a whole comp complete change, even though you could see that the the. the Maybe there was some doom and gloom coming your way. How did you know this was the time to make a career change? Well, I, you know, I have built websites for a lot of years, starting back when I was a builder. I was a licensed builder. I actually started into construction when I was 14 years old, helping my dad on a vinyl siding job. And I remember this, I was talking about this the other day, that I could still remember my lunch that I packed that day. I packed a RC Cola, a two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and a pudding cup. That's what I had for lunch when I was 14. I can't believe I still remember that, but it was so exciting. I got to go to work with my dad. He was a carpenter, and we went to vinyl siding. I remember I got there, and we were. it was an existing house. They already had the siding tore off. This was a Saturday because I was in school at the time, and, and we he was showing me how to like put the nails in and not put them in all the way so the siding can expand and contract and all this and I'm learning all this stuff and how it goes together and how to measure and so finally it was my turn he goes here's an electric box an exterior gang gang box they call them and I want you to trim it and that means putting J channel around it so when you put the siding up it, it trims it so I was like all right and I kind of learned how to do this I put the bottom on first then you and then, you know there's a, a pattern you have to do it in the right order sides on next and then I did the top so none of the water would leak and I was so proud of it and my dad came along and he said oh okay you worked really hard on that now tear it apart because it's crooked <laughs> so I went oh my gosh 
So, and I still remember that day working with the guy, Bob, that was there, Bob Small. He was working with my dad at the time. And, and I remember he was kind of a grumpy old man and, you know, a carpenter regular. And he was kind of barking at me a little bit. But my dad said, that's how he, how you know he likes you is because he kind of yells at you. That's how those guys operated back in the day. And, you know, I was 14 and it was just wild. And, and, and I, and I get in, I continued working with my dad when I was 19. My mom and dad came to me, and I didn't really have any direction. I didn't go to college. And they said, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I said, I don't know. I was working at a radio DJ at the time and a lifeguard at a local adventure island mini park. And, and you know, the pool was only so deep. You had to be so tall to be in it. And I was a lifeguard, and I'd never had to save anybody in three years. So I didn't know what I was going to do. And they said, well, why don't you get your builder's license and you and your dad can be 50-50 partners? Because my dad was of the age where you never needed a builder's license before, but now it came where you did in order to pull permits. So I did that, and I went down to Lansing, and I took the builder's test, and I didn't pass. <laughs> so I went home, and I was a little, you know, kind of defeated. And I, I you know what I said, what? I'm not going to give up. So I did it again, what? A, and I failed again. So I went the third time. I had to go all the way down to Lansing. That was a two-hour drive from where I was living up by Cadillac, Michigan there. And I went, and I finally passed it. And... I started working with my dad, and in 90, 1999, I said to my dad, I said, Dad, we need to get on this thing called the Internet. We need to have a website. My dad had no idea what it was. So I built my first website in 1999 for our construction company. And, you know, it was real basic back then, HTML. We didn't. There was no page builders and all this. There was... A couple, but it was, you know, it was all coding back then. So I, I started learning and kind of dabbled in websites back in 99 and started learning. And I really enjoyed it. And and then working through, I tried, you know, different web builders as they came along. Joomla, Drupal are just some names of website builders. And I, and I just kept updating that page. I built some pages for some other people. And I even one time tried to be a web designer. But again, you know, this was... 10 plus years ago and I didn't know who my customer was so I wasn't successful at that time when I worked at the resorts as a senior manager they had me working I helped with the marketing department a lot I did a lot of the social media stuff I updated the website because I was the one that knew how so I continued on this journey and even in my other careers of learning marketing website design social media man working for them and so that's when i decided you know this is really what i need to do this is what i like doing every job i end up doing that so as i just kept getting stressed stressed at my at my job and i decided my corporate job and i decided it was time to make a change and i needed to go into this and and try this again with what i know now after the experience at the resorts and working for the construction company my dad's company before right right i i, I love how you just like you said it was just you knew in your heart it was just time and i know uh, as we're getting down to like a few minute more minutes and like we're going to dive a little bit more into your future endeavors and stuff like that but what's the one thing you want people to really hone in on your message from today that you know that it's very important that you know who your customer is now that i've figured out my market i've actually come up with a resource of it's a customer profile worksheet 
a buyer's persona, right? And yeah. it really, you know, asks hard questions like, like, you know, it talks about who your customer is, where do they live, are they married, what's their age, what's their job. I mean, it really gets important. So once you do that, it's hard to do, but once you get real and you figure out who that person is and you can identify them, I even give them fake names. I call them like Handyman Hank, right? That's one of my customers in my profile. So I give them a name so that so I, you know, I can understand their mentality, how they think, what they do, and then it makes it easier for me to find them. So if you can do that, if you can get real and honest with yourself, figure out who you understand. And that's why I'm in the construction niche, because I was a builder for 20 years. I understand them. If you can find that, whatever you're passionate about, and, and then create that customer profile, you can really start seeing results. I love that. Thank you, Tom. And now tell us a little bit about what you got going on, where people can find more information about you, what you got going on, what your future might be looking at. Let us know what's going on. Well, they can find me at all of the social channels and stuff at Bartholomew Media Group. And that's my website, BartholomewMediaGroup.com. Excuse me. And that's B-A-R-T-H-O-L-O-M-E-W is my last name, Bartholomew Media Group. And they can find me there, and it's got different information about the construction, what I'm doing. I got a blog that I try to keep up with. It's got great nuggets, just like what we've talked about, and different things, Facebook ads, and different things like that. And recently, that I am, I just started hosting a new show. And this is really what I've been doing a lot lately. Is I started a new show, and it's called the Michigan Contractor Show. So I'm going to be interviewing contractors people that work in the skilled trades, people that serve the skilled trades. I just, the last person I had an, an insurance provider, but he provides ins health insurance for contractors and their employees. So it was, so it was a perfect way. And I'm, it's premiering on March 1st and I'm going to premiere with 10 episodes. So I've been working on getting them all recorded and ready to go. It's going to live on, on uh, michigancontractorshow.com is where they can find more information about that and it'll be on the social platforms as well like YouTube and and it's going to be on the podcast channels so it's it's been a lot of fun and I've really been it's been so exciting starting as as you know hosting a show and getting to talk with people and find out you know insights I've learned so much and I've only interviewed four people four contractors so far I got more scheduled but I, I just keep learning. In fact, one thing that a contractor just told me that I want to share with your audience is, is he has been using this year, he went back, instead of in the digital world, he went back to radio and TV ads. And he said that they have been working better than ever in today because everybody's at home. Yeah. So he, he's went that, that other route. Instead of going forward, he went kind of back and said, you know, I'm going to do a little more traditional marketing. And he said he's it's been paying dividends. So I that was amazing to me. And, and he also said you can... You can negotiate price with the media outlets. I thought that was great. I, you know, so <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't either. So I'm just learning so much by hosting this show. It's just been great and making connections and and people and sharing by helping other people. You know, that's the golden. You help others and they want to help you back. It's been just amazing. Right. I can tell your passion on it. So I want to wish you continued success on it. And oh, congratulations on your new launch and stuff like that. Thank and you again, so much. And if we, you know, maybe we can have you come back, maybe dive a little bit deeper as you maybe share some golden nuggets on how your podcast is going. We would love to have you come back and maybe follow up with us. 
Yeah, I, anytime, anytime. I, I love to talk, and I love when people listen to me talk. So <laughs> I tell people I joined Toastmasters, and I keep going because a big thing on Toastmasters is they clap for you, no matter what. You get done talking, and they all clap. And I like people clapping for me, honestly. So I keep going back to Toastmasters. Uh, we're a fellow Toastmasters, so I, thank you, yeah. Mr. Tom, for being here. And again, I want to remind everybody: feedback is always welcome. Emails have you have any guests or show ideas? Links to all the uh, sites that. Tom mentioned will be posted down there in the description box. So please make sure you check it out down there. There's a bunch of juicy gems. And remember, thank you for watching this video. You are greatly appreciated. If you enjoy the season, uh, insights, please give us a thumbs up and consider hitting that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye. To keep you posted on all the great things happening with Coffee with Tea on Confident Strides, please check out the Confident Strides website at confidencestrides.com. That's C-O-N-F-I-D-E-N-T-S-T-R-I-D-E-S dot com. And thank you for listening.